Welcome to another episode of Mujer de Éxito Unbounded. This is a podcast for the mujerpreneur where we get raw and real about going from surviving to thriving in our life and our negocios. Bienvenidas. Yo soy Marti Ángel, Latina Biz Coach, also known as the Empowering Latina Coach. Y yo soy su anfitriona para este show. I am your host for this show. Let me just remind you, though, that there are no coincidences in this world. There's no other reason other than you are meant to hear the message today. That's why you are here today. So I invite you to sit back, open your mind, open your heart to allow yourself to be empowered, motivated, and moved into action as you listen today. Quiero recordarles que no hay coincidencias en este mundo. Este mensaje que vas a escuchar hoy es porque lo debes de escuchar. Este es mensaje para ti. Again, I am Marty Angel, and I just want to remind you que a veces hablamos español, sometimes we speak Spanglish, and sometimes we speak English. But as a Latina biz coach, it is my passion to work with the underserved, underprivileged, and underrepresented But it is my purpose, mujeres, to help you, the Latina, bilingual and BIPOC mujerpreneur, gain clarity and focus on who you serve so you can up-level from brick and mortar to click and order and to begin to rock your six figures so that you can live your best life. I would love to be your coach, but today we have a message for you. Este podcast es para la mujer emprendedora donde nos ponemos reales acerca de lo que hemos pasado, sobrevivido y, y prosperado para salir adelante en nuestra vida y en nuestros negocios. Hoy este mensaje es para ti. So let's get to it. Hoy vamos a escuchar este mensaje. Vamos de una vez. In today's episode, like I said before, you are really going to love this. We are going to take on this new artificial intelligence that everybody's talking about, chat GPT, because as a former formal educator, chat GPT changes the nature of education. So vamos a platicar ahora de del Artificial Intelligence Chat GPT que está cambiando todo el sistema de educación y está y, y, y está haciendo mucha gente muy uy como les diré muy 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 enojadas muy molestas porque Chat GPT tienen miedo que los estudiantes lo vayan a usar 
y que no aprendan. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, the student use of new AI chatbot, which generates a lot of controversy in the university's college, in college education. When I was a college professor, which was not too long ago, it was important as a college professor, being that I'm a techie as well, that I stayed at the forefront of technology. And so um, what happens is that for those of you that have never heard this before, the big chat, you know, chat GPT is a pretty, it, now I've been using AI for a long time, but it is a pretty advanced AI. I've been playing with it and it is a pretty advanced AI. And there are different ways that you can make money from it. And, you know, right now on Clubhouse, it's a big thing as well. So chat GPT is an enticing and free service. That's the thing. It's it's free. Um, and it's an open artificial intelligence platform that, um, you know, that launched a chatbot service. And unlike, you know, results generated by, by a Google search, chat, chat GPT delivers really high quality, personable and nuanced text in response to virtually any request. So let's say that the students want to get in there and the students can use the chatbot to generate poetry, songs, stories, essays, providing an all too easy method to complete writing assignments. So the use of the AI tool has generated a lot of controversy, a lot of controversy in the schools across the nation. And few colleges, a few of them, have outright banned the program. Though many teachers have included the dishonest method of completing coursework and their anti-plagiarism policies, the thing is, is that they, the truth of the matter is, Teachers are overworked and underpaid. And so what happens a lot of times is, and this has happened to me when I was a student, is teachers don't read everything all the time. Now, some do. So some do, but the, you know, the vast majority of teachers sort of skim the papers. So, and it's really important um, to understand that, you know, What's happening now is that it's so easy, so incredibly easy to just type something in and then, you know, and then use it and copy and paste. And that's where we get in trouble is the copy and paste. But if you actually use the chat, you know, GPT, like I did, I actually wrote a blog post, but It wrote a lot of things for me, but then I needed to put it all together so you can get, you know, pieces and it has to run seamlessly. And some of it didn't sound like me. So I went in and I changed some of it. So you use it as an outline. But what happens is the kids are copying and pasting and that's where that big controversy comes in. Earlier this January... New York City's Education Department block access to the service on education department, you know, devices. In other words, um, anything, you know, in the computer lab and in computers that were at school and internet networks, 
you know, they were citing concerns about the accuracy of the content generated by the platform and its negative impact on student learning. Now, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here because I've always been a rebel in the education world. I'm an entrepreneur. I teach courses online and, you know, and I have uh, worksheets and things like that. But I don't think really, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, it's negative impact on student learning is a farce. It isn't a negative impact. It it doesn't have to be a negative impact. It could actually a very it could actually be a very big learning impact, right? But some professors are adapting, you know, very well to the rise of the chat GPT by creating prompts that engage a student's personal experience. Instead of crafting, you know, questions that ask students to recount a general topic, they would have to say, you know, you could ask an open-ended question and say, and how, how does this play into your life? Or how does this situation remind you of a situation in your own life? Right. So if you bring it back in there, they have to use it as a guide. They can't just copy and paste. Right. So, you know, additionally, the reintroduction of oral exams and in-class assignments and Socratic learning and handwritten essays indicate that universities are seeking to prevent students from cheating by using this platform, which I think is a great thing. Many, many students should be learning how to present their arguments, present their point of view, um, you know, have Socratic seminars. That's the one thing that I think has always been missing in schoolwork because it's, you know, regurgitation of education, of educational, you know, criteria, tasks, and, um, you know, and courses and things like that. But if you have them actually relate it to something that they have either, um, gone through or used, then it becomes a learning platform instead of a cheating platform. So it's important that we, you know, that we be careful, of course, plagiarism, right? But, it's also important to understand that artificial intelligence, my friends, amigas chulas, if you have children in, in that are, you know, that are starting to use this and, and um, students that are starting to use this, it's because it's never going to go away. It's only going to get more savvy. Now, Edward Tian, a 22-year-old computer science student at Princeton University, released a chatbot that goes with that. It's called GPT-0, which can immediately determine whether a student, you know, used chat GPT to write an essay, which is really, really good. And he's got an amazing program. But what happens is, while chat GPT is a promising technology, there are limitations to the service, right? And right now, this actual platform it's, is in its infancy stage, if you will. And so there's a lot of misinformation out there, you know, a lot of um, 
you know, just like uh, chat rhetor- the chat bot is rhetorically, rhetorically, my convincing responses, which could overshadow shadow a tendency to present false information. Now, here's the deal. Teachers can find the program useful for their own logistical responsibilities in order to be able to use it to generate, let's say you're writing rubrics for the kids or you're responding to parent emails or providing basic feedback to students on assignments. That can be used and that's important. But again, the reason that I think so many people are against it is because here's what happens. A lot of this has a, a learning curve. There's a lot of teachers still out there teaching who are in the dark ages. You know, um, being that I was a, a principal, I can tell you that there's a lot of teachers that are in the dark ages. And and so they will fight for this, you know, to bring this down rather than to see that this is a future. To me, it's like, you know, when the televisions came out, no, you couldn't watch television because, you know, it was going to change your brain or whatever. Well, you know, this is what, it, you know, what is going to happen with AI. It's just going to get smarter, more advanced and more intricate. So in a way, teachers can use this because a typical teacher spends less than half of their working time directly teaching students. So the ability of the AI to complete non-teaching tasks could help the teacher and could allow for more interpersonal student engagement in the classroom time. So it's really important for us to understand and really look at both sides, right? It's, it, you have to, first of all, you have to learn how to use it. You can't just sit there and start to use it, right? I mean, you can, but um, AI is here to stay and it's going to change the, the nature of college work and it's going to influence responses by educators, but the role of chat GPT and academia is going to need to be addressed, you know, in the future, in the very near future, and not just chat GPT, but all artificial intelligence, because there's artificial intelligence out there for math problems. Okay. I was an algebra teacher and kids are using, um, AI in order to figure it out. Now that's cool. But here's the deal, you know, at least with math, it was a little bit easier to, to, um, you couldn't just write the answers to tell if they were just, you know, getting it from somewhere. You had to show all the steps and some of the artificial intelligence out there is really, really, really intricate in showing the kids the steps. But at the end of the day, Here's where it comes down to it. When you, you know, when you have those assessments that, um, if the kid did not do the homework, well, when the assessment comes around, they don't have the chat GPT in front of them. So the solution here, I think is going to be the educators actually taking a look at what it is 
that they want from it and how they can actually use it. Because AI has the potential to transform education and personalize learning and enable students to learn at their own pace. Truly it does. But the only way to be able to do that is when the fear from the educators takes a back seat, right? So for me as a teacher, I'm always on the lookout for new and innovative tools that I can use to engage and challenge all my students, right? That's why I love, you know, chat GPT short for, if you don't know what it stands for, it's short for a generative pre-trained transformer. It's a natural language processing tool that can be used in a variety of ways to enhance learning in the classroom. But here's the deal. Like I said before, a lot of teachers don't want to take the time to do it. And I guarantee you, this is not one of the, this is not one of the subjects that they're actually going to have in your staff development courses for teachers, but it should be, it should be. I honestly think it should be. So what is happening here is going to be making the teachers and the educators get out of their comfort zone. And too many times being an ex-educator, I know this for a fact, too many times educators don't like to be outside their comfort zone. They get a routine and then that's the way it is. Ask the kids. If you took, oh, you know, I, I can remember asking the students oh, what kind of teacher it was, and they would tell me exactly the way the, you know, this teacher would teach. And sure enough, I would get into the class and it was the same. In other words, to me, it was like there was no growth. These people, teachers, were living in their comfort zone. And that's what happens. Too many teachers are living in their comfort zone. Education has a big flaw, in my opinion. It always has. Because we're giving teachers tenure after two years, at least here in California, two years of teaching. Well, in two years, you're still learning and doing things. And so tenure, you know, tenure, when you had tenure, the word itself says after 10 years. And that's honestly what I think it should be because you don't honestly know whether you want to stay in education until after your tenure. And after your tenure, it's important for you to understand that you have to keep growing. So when the teachers are all, you know, stopping and blocking these AI, artificial intelligence, I honestly think it's just because they are afraid of, of having to step out of their comfort zone to learn something that the students might already know, to learn something ahead of the game, right? Ahead of the game. So it's critically important for us to understand that that's what this is all about. It's about, yeah, the student's cheating, but, you know, you're, it's going to take one savvy teacher, one savvy instructor to keep ahead of the game. And artificial intelligence, like I said before, is not going away. 
right? It is not going away. We've got to do things like, you know, if you have an English lesson, you know, you can, you can use a, a, uh, chat GPT to, to create a vocabulary boost to create personalized vocabulary lists for your students. You can just put in a list of words and the tool will generate um, sentences using those words. So giving students contextual examples to help them understand the meanings. And that's that, my friends, is really how this should be used. We shouldn't be fighting against it. We got to get back on the saddle and and become the the teacher leaders we really want to be so we can lead our students you know out of the archaic old fashioned education way which which I honestly, and here's a side note, I honestly thought that we had learned something in education after COVID because we had a lot of students doing very well because they are the students that, you know, that prefer to be behind a computer that are the introverts and they did very well. But of course the majority are extroverts. And so now all of the students have to go back to the detriment of our introverts. If we had learned something, if we had learned something important here, it would have been that not all of us learn the same way. We don't all learn exactly the same and we're not all extroverts. So I think that we took a giant step back by forcing all of our students to come back to the classroom. I think we should have learned and taken a look at the stats and really been there and said, okay, let's do hybrid courses as well. So that, you know, the students that are doing better behind the computer and introverts can excel. We're not giving every student a chance to excel by forcing them all to come back to school, come back to class. We are taking away their chances of success. So I, you know, and that's a personal, that's a personal, um, opinion. Okay. Because as a teacher, I saw how many students didn't do so well in my classes because they were introverts. They enjoyed, um, you know, researching online. They enjoyed sitting behind a computer and chatting with somebody, uh, you know, through the, through the safety of their computer screen. And we took that away. The moment that we forced every student to come back to school, we took that away from them. So um, I have a real qualm with education. You know, we're, we're still in the dark ages and that's the, that's the tricky part. But so being in technology, it's really important to understand that, um, you know, that simply put, here it is, simply put, G, uh, chat GPT is a tool that uses artificial intelligence to generate human-like text space on input provided by the user. It's kind of like having your own personal writing assistant, except instead of just correcting your grammar and spelling, it can also generate entire sentences and paragraphs for you. 
And let's be real. Let's be honest. Who could not, who out there could you, couldn't use a little extra help from their writing from time to time? I know I do. Sometimes I get stuck and if I just put it in, it just throws out some ideas and it's like, okay, okay, great. I can actually elaborate on that, right? And so it's really, you know, really important. And then we have the students that are gaming. Gamification, you can use, you know, you can use chat GPT to create math games or challenges for your students. So chat GPT is, in my opinion, in my opinion, is a versatile and valuable tool that can be used in a variety of ways to enhance learning in the classroom, even with young children. So as a fellow educator, and if you're out there and you're an entrepreneur like I am, I'm going to ask you to give it a try and see how you can use it and benefit your classroom. You know, as a teacher, like I said, as a fellow teacher, I have to admit it's a pretty handy tool for coming up with those last minute lesson ideas. You can use it to your benefit and you can use it as well for the students. Let's not go back to our archaic ways and saying that we're going to stop technology. You are not stopping technology. And we, and if the if the last few years have not taught you that, then my friends, you're, you're in for a very rude awakening. So I honestly think that artificial intelligence is here to stay. It is here for schools. It is here for teachers. It is here for homeschoolers. It is here for, for educators, administrators to really take Take it up a notch and be there for, you know, for the students when they are hit with these, um, you know, IT solutions. These are, this is a technological uh, solution that I think that pushes us as educators to step out of our comfort zone and to learn new things. So my friends, I just had to, you know, this, I had to really bring it out because the talk is chat GPT. As soon as I heard it, I started to use it. So I hope that you liked this, this valuable information that I'm giving it to you and that you understand it from a point of view and understand that chat GPT is also going to be used to make money in lots of ways. All right. So that's the next thing that's going to come. You're going to see that, that chat GPT is not only going to be used in classrooms, it can be used to learn to make money. All right. And, 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 it's going to be incredibly important for us to keep an open mind and to move forward and to step into the truth, which is artificial intelligence is here to stay and it's only going to get stronger, more intelligent and more widely used. So my friends, again, if you like this, make sure to leave me a comment below, send me some love. And if you have any questions also, please find me on social media at Marty Angel, Marty with an I, Angel underscore ELC for Empowering Latina Coach. And 
As always, I am so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. Gracias y que tengan un bonito día. Namaste. This episode brought to you by Celebive Hydrating and Lifting Sheet Mask. The Celebive Hydrating and Lifting Sheet Mask locks in intense moisture to perfectly prime your skin for restful sleep. Apply this relaxing hydration serum several times a week to pamper yourself and radiate your healthier looking complexion. Sheet masking is all the rage right now. Make it a regular part of your healthy skincare regimen today. Celevive Hydrating and Lifting Sheet Mask. Click the link below and get yours today.